Okay, here we go, guys. It's time for our Starfinder podcast. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I'm Connery, and I'm going to be a dun dungeon galaxy master. We're going to use galaxy master because <laughs> GM. And I'm going to just start from my left, and we're, I'm here with... Hello, I'm Talia. Um, and I'm playing... Yeah, sure, yeah, say who you're playing. My name is Jinx Insecta. That's scary. What's your class person? I'm a, like, uh, I'm an operative Sarcesian. Sarcesian super. It's kind of like a buggy, buggy humanoid creature. Mm. Uh, I'm scared of you immediately. <laughs> I think I'm about um, eight and a half feet tall. So nice. I'm ginormous. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty huge. <laughs> and next to her is. Next to her is hi. I'm Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my character's name is Bosk. And I am a Vesk soldier, and I thought I was tall, but I'm seven foot three inches, um, kind of a big green lizard dude wielding a giant gun and shield combo. Well, you're a lot heftier than, than yeah, I am. Yeah, true. I'm really lanky. Yeah, I'm big buff guy. Yeah, big buff lizard guy. Yeah. We're probably going to get more into character descriptions as we go through the game. Yeah. But okay. I think feel free to do all that surface stuff still, because I, I like that. All right, and next to our good friend Justin is... I'm Joseph. I'm uh, playing as Mercer, an android. I'm uh, exactly six feet tall, as I was built to specifications. Yes. And uh, I am a mechanic oh. and also a pilot. That's pretty great, Joe. Hey, can I call you Joe on this, or you just want me to call you Joseph the entire time? Joseph. Okay, fine, Joseph. That's going to be really, really hard for me. All right, and then next to our good friend Joseph is... <laughs> Hello, I am Jacob. It's good to be here, Connery. Yeah, thank you, Jacob. Who are you playing? I am John Jordan, a human Solarian. I am a being mm. that is that can manipulate cosmic energy. I'm basically like a Green Lantern and Jedi put in one. Yeah, what's your character's name? John Jordan. Did, I, did, I, did you just say that? I just wasn't yeah. paying attention. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My character's name is John Jordan, and so he's five foot five, human. And uh, he hails from the, the Earth-like planet of Juno, and he will be security detail on the ship. We don't know that yet, Jacob. Save stuff for the story. Sorry, I didn't read the <laughs> rules. Not so secure with information. No, information, as we can tell. Apparently. All right. I think with that out of the way, let's just jump on in. Like, might as well, right? So we're going to open on the planet of Reverus, the homeworld of the CUG, the Central Universal Government. You have all been, of course, um, what's the right word, pulled here, maybe, you basically all applied for a job here for the exploration program, and you all were accepted. So you've been in training for the past few months, and it's been going well, and we're now on the last leg of each of your different training. And we're kind of going to do a focus thing on one person for this beginning part. And then we're all going to get together towards the, towards like the end of this. So we're going to start with Bosk. Oh. So, inside the floating CUG government building where you all work is a big, small, like not big, a small red lit room. And sitting inside that room is a centaur with mechanical legs of a horse. So he's... Very intimidating. He's wearing some nice government uniform clothes of the CUG on. It's red and purple. And, yeah, so, Bosk, this is the last part of your training. It's the psych evaluation. Okay. Well, yeah. I walk into the room. 
I say, hello, horseman. I am here for my evaluation. That's not very polite. <laughs> my name is Harker. Take your seat, please, Mr. Boss. Oh, thank you very much. I just have a few questions for you, and we're going to see if you're actually fit to serve on any ship whatsoever. All right. All right. So the first question here is, your captain is in danger of death. So are three replaceable members of the crew. Who do you save? The captain. Always save the captain. You are alone. What do you do? Alone? What do you mean? Trying to save everybody? You are alone. What do you do? He is baffled by this question. He's trying to resist the obvious answer. I find... <laughs> it's like a when you're alone, what do you do? Yes, when you're alone. If I'm alone, I go search for civilization. Interesting. What consists of the perfect day for you? The perfect day involves... I don't know, I've never had a perfect day before. Maybe cl closer to the mic, just I'm barely hearing you. Yeah. You gotta talk like a lizard, too. Yeah, talk like a lizard boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next one. Do you want to be famous? What for? I don't want to be famous. That's not a lizard voice at all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep working on it. Yes. When did you last sing to yourself? Sing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't sing. I'm a soldier. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Hunch? I don't think about my death. That is weird. Okay. <laughs> if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Well, it would have been nice to have my father around. He died when I was a young boy. Boy lizard. Good, good. What is your most cherished memory? My most cherished memory is when... I made it into the army and from my home world. My father was the war hero there and I was a legacy. It was a proud moment. Very good. What's your most terrible memory? Most terrible memory was being banished from the army because I was too much of a coward. Wow. So mm -hmm. that's interesting. So your best memory and your worst memory are very much so related. I've had a very short life so far. Interesting. What, if anything, is too serious to joke joke about? My family and their passing is too serious to joke about. When did you last cry in front of another person? It was when I first found out that my home village was destroyed and I was all alone. Interesting. Of all the death in your family, which disturbed you the most? I say it's the one of my younger sister that disturbed me the most. Interesting. All right. Last question. Complete this sentence. I wish I was... I wish I was brave and strong. All right. With a ding, the red light in the room turns green. And Harker looks around and says, Well, it appears everyone upstairs thinks you did a good job. I think you're a little unstable, but I guess it's not for me to decide. All right. No, it is not. <laughs> All right. He extends his hand to shake yours. Oh, and shake his hand. He has hands. <laughs> He's a centaur. Oh, a centaur. He has robot feet, like a centaur. It's he, has like robot. So he, has, he has human hands. So you guys shake hands. Yes. And um, 
he hands you your assignment. You will be first officer on an un, on this unnamed ship. All right. Yes. Thank you for your time. And he says, yes, congratulations. Um, try not to get yourself hurt out there. I'll try. All right. So with that, you leave the room, and we cut over to John. John, you're in the training room. This is the last leg of your, I guess, combat training for security officer. <laughs> And inside of this training room, there is Rain, who has been your partner for some time. Oh, she's a person. Yeah, she's a person. Yes, it's Rain in the room. Yeah, she, so she says, all right, John, this is the last leg of your training. Um, I hope you're ready for this. And she's cracking her knuckles and getting ready for a fight. I'll be as ready as I need to be. All right, so let's roll, and we're going to do a little combat thing. So we're just going to do unarmed, just give me a base attack bonus stuff. Okay, which dice? D20. That's a nine. Nine. Okay, yeah, with a commanding nine, you guys begin the fight. And you throw a good hard right. I mean, how actually, how do you, how do you beat her? Let's see. I th throw a punch, and she grabs it, but then I sweep her off her feet with a sweeping kick, and then she falls to the ground, and I pin her down. Yeah, all right, yeah, she's she smiles, and she's obviously proud of you, even though you just beat her. And she says, all right, congratulations, John. I guess you're going to be leaving us now. I'm not going to lie, I'm going to miss you. I will miss your teachings as well as well yeah so she hands you a slip of paper where you'll be security officer on this yet unnamed ship then balance is now closer than i was hoping she kind of stares blankly and says okay your balance or the universe's balance whatever balance needs balancing weighing your options i see <laughs> He's balancing them. All right. Kind of, all right. She kind of extends her hand to shake yours. And she says, I'll see you around. And she kind of turns and leaves. And now we cut over to Mercer. Mercer, you have been built to spec, as you said. And now you're in the last leg of your training. You've been piloting for some time. And now you're actually in a pilot simulator. You're trying to land in extremely dangerous weather in an asteroid field, to be totally honest. So nothing I can't handle. Exactly. <laughs> so give me a piloting check and we'll see how the simulation goes. I got an 11. Okay, it's kind of bumpy. <laughs> it's not going so well at first. You notice some of the scientists in the room looking at each other like, did we mess up on something? <laughs> give me another one. Oh, but I recover and got a 26. Yes, and as soon as they think all hope is lost, you're able to correct it and land that thing like a pro. And the scientists kind of like clap themselves on the back and then they look over. Look over. And they're actually in like a booth, of course, while you're like in this piloting simulator. And they lean over, press a microphone and go, congratulations, Mercer. We're very proud of your work. Excellent. Performing right up to standards. Just very, very good. Of course. Um... Now that you've met all of your prerequisites, we're glad to inform you that you've been allowed to join a ship. You will be piloting on this on the, our new Explorer vehicle. That's wonderful. Great. 
Um, we're transmitting the coordinates to you for the shuttle bay now, and the rest of the crew should be waiting for you when you arrive. Very well. All right, so with a little beep, 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 you get a little <laughs> display that comes up across your eyes that gives you the little navigation device to the shuttle bay. All right, I follow the, the navigation. All right, good. Finally, we're going to go over to Jinx. Now, Jinx, you've been in officer training for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I guess not that long, but you've all been here for a couple of like, months. But they are really proud of you because you've done some excellent spy work in your past and assassin work as well. You're kind of like been a shoe in to lead this entire time. And they kind of just pinned you almost immediately to be the captain of this ship. So you've kind of known from the get-go you're going to be captain. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of your last, um, what's it called, like, briefing, pretty much. And so you have this distinguished man coming in. He kind of has, like, a slick back, black hair. He's wearing the purple and red uniform of the government CUG. And he walks up to you, and he says, uh, Jinx, I have to say, it's been, you've done excellent work here. Um, as you know, I'm Admiral Dagon. I've been overseeing your work for some time, and... It's been exemplary, to say the least. Well, thank you, sir. Um, I know you think this is supposed to be an exploration mission, and it is. But the CUG has another request for you to do and to keep secret from the rest of the crew. Um, we would like you to, while you're exploring these other planets, perhaps bring back live specimens for us to study, look for weapons we could possibly use, to defend the, our galaxy, and if necessary, dismantle possible hostiles. I will gladly accept this mission. Very good. Do I, do I consult with my crew members? I would suggest that you try to keep this as secret from them as possible. As far as I know, this is an exploration mission. Even my first mate? Even your first mate. Understood. Yes. Then I guess I'll accompany you and we'll show you to your new vehicle. Very well. So you all, you both march down and eventually you arrive at the shuttle bay. It's a basically all obsidian black kind of shuttle room with these stark white ships kind of hanging around. There are screens for arrival times of other ships and other like video messages that are being played every now and then just to say like, hey, good evening, this ship is arriving this time. So-and-so, please report to so-and-so. So that, and... Jinx, while you're there, you, I kind of realized we didn't do a lot of description for everybody, so we'll say, Jinx, you see a lizard man who looks like... Bosk. <laughs> he is Bosk. <laughs> like, if he gave yeah, you some description of what he looks uh, like. <laughs> he, looks like uh, he looks like me. <laughs> he looks like Justin, but with green skin. Uh, I wasn't understanding that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay. yes. So, I'm I'm very tall, I'm seven feet tall. I have a nasty scar across my left, right eye, um, and my scales like they range anywhere from a forest green to a brown, which give me like a speckled dark greenish color. Um, I'm wearing an old army uniform without any um, like symbols on it because. I'm not allowed to wear the symbols anymore. And I have a tattered cape over my whole, like, from my shoulders all the way down to my feet to cover myself. Very good. So you see him and he approaches you, Jinx. Hello. 
Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then uh, I guess Dagon says, this is going to be your first officer. Nice to meet you. I am Jinx Insecta. You owe me a soda. <laughs> <laughs> what Bert. is a soda? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just heard people say that before from long ago. With well, soda. perhaps we can fin- we can figure it out together. What a, a soda is. Oh, uh, is that our first mission? Our, our first mission together. <laughs> we'll keep it just between the the two of us. Excellent. All right. Next, coming down the hall is John. Johnny, dear sweet Johnny. What do they see stop. as you approach? Yes. They see John coming down the hall, and he's wearing a dark green space jacket to represent, with the security uh, logo on his, on it to indicate that he is the head of security, and a regular and a cool, like nice buttoned-up space shirt, <laughs> and uh, some nice pants and some combat boots, and he is bald and with a very stylish goatee. Awesome. He's human. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Admiral Degas says, Ah, and your security off, head of security is here as well. John Jordan, it's a pleasure to meet both of you. Good to meet you, John Jordan. I am Jinx. You're captain of this vessel, yes? I am, yes. Pleasure. And you huh. are a lizard. <laughs> yes, I am. I am Bosk. I'm the first officer of this ship. Well, I'm sure your appearances are very misleading to your character. Well, that remains to be seen. Very true. Looking forward to our work. Absolutely. Okay, that was kind of tense for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I say, oh, look, and there's our wonderful mechanical man. <laughs> what what do we see as he comes down the aisle? <laughs> you see a uh, uh, six-foot-tall android with his pale gray skin, uh, walk down the hall in a pilot's jumpsuit with, you know, perfectly timed steps uh, equal distance apart from each other. And he stands in front of you. You walk very precisely. I was designed to. Are you a Nexus 13? Is that what I have heard? I am, but I like to go by Mercer. Of course. Good to meet you, Mercer. I am Jinx. Are you our captain? I am. Very well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell we made the right choice with all of you. You all seem very happy to meet each other. It's going to be so much fun on that ship. I feel very comfortable here. (laughs) So with that, Dagon, he gestures towards a ship with a large white sheet over it. And he says, this will be your ship. And he uh, snaps his fingers and the sheet kind of falls down dramatically, revealing... A ship that's kind of a combination of the U.S. Enterprise and a Star Destroyer. So, so whatever that looks like. So it's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's it's it can hold like a lot of people. I think this thing could hold maybe uh it's not like it's not a huge Star Destroyer, but it's like I don't know, it's like a smaller version of the Enterprise. I think size wise, it can hold like twelve people. So it's an Enterprise okay. sized <laughs> Star Destroyer. So maybe like Normandy size. <laughs> Normandy that that might be more better. Yeah. With from Mass Effect. Yeah, Normandy oh. style. That's better. That doesn't help me. <laughs> doesn't help me. I've never played Mass Effect either. Oh. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Is it the size of the Serenity ship from Firefly? 
I haven't watched Firefly. Well, gee. It's so good. We have so many different specifications. Sure. I, I, it can hold like it can hold twelve people. It's got like a rec room and wow. Yeah. A gym. Oh, that's the rec. Room. Yes. Yeah, it's a rec room, and it has like it has crew quarters, and it has uh, quarters. You say? Yes, quarters. 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 Lots of quarters. No one's even gonna Any understand dimes? what Any that dimes? is. Uh, yeah, so Inside it, joke. Yeah, and that's like. It has, like, basically everything a ship should have, in addition to, like, crew cores. And I think the only extra thing I added onto there was a rec room, just because I thought that'd be interesting to have. Do yes. we have a HAL 9000? Do you don't like that person? <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. He says, there's a slight kind of AI computer aboard the ship, but, you know, it's not as good as him. And he also says, you also have a couple other crew members, but they're all kind of tending to some last-minute things. You can meet them when you're ready to officially take off. And I have to say, I'm very excited to see what you all come up with. We're going to be sending you into the vast, which is the far reaches of space that have been yet unexplored. Now, normally this would kind of be a death sentence, but with the discovery of the fjords, he kind of pulls up a display, and it shows this kind of white rift through space essentially so it looks like a big t like a hole big enough for a ship to fit through and he says with this you can travel extremely far distances in days we don't know how they got there but we're planning on using them to explore the deepest reaches that's quite impressive it is we're kind of glad we found them <laughs> okay so he said with that let's get you all set up and then there's a boom and the whole room kind of just rumbles and uh, Dagon looks around very angrily and he's like what the what was that and then all the screens of the room kind of just go from displays of people and ship times to just black mm -hmm. and then static and then you see a goblin's face with an orange mohawk <laughs> and a half metal face with a purple eye come on and say Fidget has arrived once more to show you, Sergey, the end is here! The end is here! And as soon as Dagon sees us, his expression goes from anger to just annoyed. So he kind of like rubs <laughs> his eyes and sighs. He goes, huh? Classic Connery sign of annoyance. <laughs> yeah, classic sign of annoyance. And he goes, Oh no, it's you. And he kind of goes, he kind of waves his hand and some pink kind of technology it looks kind of like see through like a hologram almost mm -hmm. and he clicks a few buttons on it and his fidget kind of rants he's like the end is here and now is real here my final plea please listen to fidget it just kind of cuts out and he goes well uh, okay so that's fidget he's been bothering us for the better part of three years now every now and then with him thinking that the universe is ending for some reason i don't know he's a He's like an insane religious zealot. He just thinks the world, the universe is going to end, and he bugs us every now. We've even sent probes to try to humor him, and we have found nothing. So, in my opinion, this has just gone far enough. He's now officially attacked our building. Our shields are. He kind of pulls up his pink display against. They're holding fine. His, and he kind of turns on more monitors, and you see that. Vigilant ship is is really really big. It's bigger than the unnamed ship you guys have now. But it's kind of the crappiest, ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life. It looks like it was literally made from scrap metal and other garbage things. Uh, Admiral, yeah. hmm? 
Is Fidget trying to warn us or hurt us? Honestly, I think he's at a little bit of both now. It seems like he's kind of sick of us not listening to him. I think now he's just acting out at this point. Has anyone heard him out? Yes, we have several times. But, and like I said, we sent reports, but we didn't find anything. I think he's just insane, and now he's crossed a line. I would like you four to go out and dispose of him as you see fit. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I like your enthusiasm. Captain, usually... Like, like, I pull you aside, like, we walk away a few feet away from him. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, Captain, usually from what I've, in my experience, when someone has urgency in their heart, it's for a good reason. I, I too believe that. So let's not fool What are you guys discount. talking about over there? <laughs> uh, nothing. We're just getting acquainted. She's telling me her favorite color. <laughs> Can that <It's> wait? <laughs> are ready to board the ship and continue our mission. Very good. I'll deal with other things in the tower then. So he w once again kind of clicks some buttons on his pink hologram device and he casts Shadow Walk and disappears into a black portal and he's gone. That was cool. Well, I he has given us um, he has given us permission to deal with Fidget as we see fit. You, Mercer, what do you think of this Fidget and how we should uh, handle him? Well, he, he does seem to be a nuisance to the CUG. However, we don't know his full story. I can't make a proper calculation without all of the factors. That's a good point. And you, Bosk? Well, I think he's a nuisance and he must be disposed of, but it seems I'm the minority here, so we should go capture him, see what he wants. I can't think of a better mission to begin our journey on. <laughs> okay, so as soon as you say that, Jinx, you hear kind of like a rustling and like a kind of like things falling over in the next room. What was that? Let's check it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. So, um, do you guys want to roll up sneakily, or are you just going to kick the door in? Do we know, like, what kind? I mean, like, what? What's the the? What's it like? I mean. Oh, okay. We're, we're in like a. You're in like the like. like we're in the hangar bay, right? Yeah, in the hangar bay, like an obsidian black hangar bay. Okay, with our ship inside the hangar bay. Yes. And so this is like maybe like a storage room or something. Or, an, um, or like no, a... this kind of leads towards like another kind of like reception area. Okay. This, that door, at least where you heard the sounds coming from. Like the way we came in. Yeah. Okay. Let me sneak in to check it out. I believe we should proceed with caution since we don't know this ship and we don't know entirely where we have been transported to. I know we're still on the dock, but... We haven't gone anywhere. We're, going right. anywhere. That's <laughs> we're still in the building. But it's back. It's just back the way we came, right? Yeah, it's just back the way we came. You know, you know where it is. Okay. I, so I, 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 think, I think you think heard me say like teleportation spell, and you thought you got teleported. No, he uh, teleported. Yeah, he teleported away. We could just probably. Just, I mean, it's just back the way we came. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, do you guys want to just? Are you kicking the door in, or are you like peeking? I think we're proceeding with caution. Let's proceed with caution. All right. So, who's gonna peek? I'll, I'll peek. All right. Give me a stealth check. Oh, okay. 20, right? That's a 10. That's, That's a 12, 12, actually. Oh, there's 12. Oh. Here. You have a 20 for stealth? No. <laughs> He's D20. Oh. <laughs> 11. 11. Yeah, I guess that's good enough. You kind of, the door kind of, 
kind of slides open a little bit, and you're able to see inside a couple of goblins actually ha are talking to a receptionist in Goblin, although they kind of have her seemingly hostage. So they have like their little blasters that are going like, and the receptionist is like scared. Or yeah, like, she she looks she looks terrified. Do they are they like like tying her up or something? They just have her at gunpoint. There's three of them in there. Three. Okay. I close the door silently. Three goblin hostiles in the other room. They're terrorizing the receptionist. They have their guns ready and locked. Marisol, do you know any other way to get into the through the this room that's not this front door i've never been here before <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't you know, can't you like log into the space yeah you can maybe sure, I, I can see if i can find an access panel nearby yeah give me a computer check joe just to like get a blueprint or something with your mind brain <laughs> with your mind brain 18 Oh, yeah. So immediately you kind of pull up the schematics for the CUG building and you know there is a small kind of hatch that could lead to, that leads to the next room through like a ventilation shaft, essentially. There is a small kind of like hatch that leads into <laughs> the next room via a ventilation shaft, essentially. What, what's the size of the hatch? It's about the size of a person. It's about the size of a person. Perhaps mm. too big for the Vesk or the Cesarean. I just look down at myself <laughs> and at Justin and Well, I think I'll have to go through it then. All right, where is it? It's, it's like right on the ground, like maybe uh, oh. maybe like you know, thirty feet away from the door. Right. All right. So, do you want to give me another stealth check, John, so you can see if they don't hear you go thump 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 thump? What's that? Let's see here. 15. Yeah. So you crawl through the ventilation shaft until finally you see some, like, see-through vents. You can see the... right. You're right on top of the three goblins that are, like, pointing their gun at the receptionist. And she's just like, I don't know anything! Like, why are you here? Mm, interesting. I can't speak goblin, can I? Um, I don't know the any languages. Yeah, no, I don't. I only know common. Oh, yeah, I think you're kind of dumb. You don't know any languages. <laughs> well, I don't know a lot of languages. Oh, I speak goblin. You speak the best. Can I communicate with you? Can I see your conversation? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys are... Are you fluent in six million forms of communication? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should mention that you guys also have a comm links that are connected to each other, so you can oh. talk to each other. Awesome. Cool. Jinx, do you copy? I do. All right, I'm going to try and put on my speaker function on this, on this uh, communicator so you can try and listen. Do you understand Goblin, by the way? I, I do. Oh, good. So you could, I'm going to try and... Hold the communicator. Well, can't you hear these... them from the door we're standing in? Can you hear them from <laughs> like the door? Like you said, we heard well, them. Oh, yeah, you can. You, said, you <laughs> said we heard them from where you we can, were standing. So I guess you know exactly what they're saying. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> yes, you can Jinx, exactly you, what they're saying. Do you understand can, can what they're you, saying? Can you turn your mic off? I'm, you're creating an echo. <laughs> oh, sorry. Here, do you understand what they're saying? All right, so you, you actually hear the goblin saying, what is it? Um, Where's the central transmitter? So they're, they're essentially asking her this over and over and over again, but she just, the woman doesn't speak goblin, so she doesn't know what they're saying. They're looking for the central transmitter. So I, I look up in the building plans where it is. You know that it's, it's several floors up still, and you also know that this kind of is like the emergency broadcast, can do emergency broadcast signal, so it'll display to every single person in the known universe uh. with this message. It's still several floors up, so I believe we have some time. 
Is it time to attack yet? <laughs> Wait, hold on. We need to find out what they want with the. We need to find out what they want with the transmitter. If they're anything like Fidget, I believe they want to transmit their message of the universe ending to everyone in the, in right. the galaxy. A logical conclusion. <laughs> then we should just arrest them and keep them from terrorizing this receptionist. Then they look like their weapons are being close to being fired. I don't think we can act too hasty. The building shakes again. Maybe we can. Does he fall, <laughs> does he fall out of the vent? <laughs> no, he doesn't fall out of the vent. You know what, actually, I don't know what that means. Give me the athletics check, Jacob. <laughs> or a reflex save. save yeah, a reflex that. save. That's better. Reflex save. Where's the reflex save at? Uh, it should be on the first page, right there. And they're here? No, oh, no they're here. Right, right where your other finger is. Oh. Okay, one. Right How many goblins are there? There are three, three. in there. Three. Yeah, so you definitely fall through the raptors, you know, fall through the, the vet and land right on top of the receptionist. You do get the goblins away from her on the bright side. And land on the receptionist? So, yeah, and, so he's between her and the goblins, yeah, basically. and you deal to her two damage. So oh. she's like, ow! Oh, I'm sorry about that. Shook. <laughs> Who are you? I think I'm bruised. Oh, you'll get over it anyway. <laughs> So the three goblins now kind of scramble and go. I draw my weapon. All right, every all of you, calm down. Roll calm initiative. Down. Yeah. Ooh. No good. Ooh, no good at it. Well, I got a uh, twenty-three. Well, I think you are definitely going first. The goblins got an eleven. Where's it at? We got a new bonus. sheet here. It should be like right. Oh, it's on the top. Yeah. There we go. Ooh. Oh, the oh. goblin's got an 11. Mm. Well, I'm eager to fight, but my gun got stuck in the holster. I got a Five. 6. So we're, we're trying to... So it's going uh, our good friend... Uh, what's his name? Mercer first. Then... I got 5. So. Got five. Then the goblins, I think. Uh, Jinx, what'd you get? What am I adding again? Your, your initiative <laughs> bonus. Uh, so add 5. Oh, okay, eight. oh, oh, I got it. So I got eight. Okay, so then it'll go Jinx, and then you got a five too. Boss. I got a six. Oh, you got a six? So yes. perfect. And so. We're, we're trying to take these guys alive, right? Boss, and yeah. then Sean. So based, on the, so based on this order, I'm now held hostage kind of too, except I'm like, wait, wait. Yeah. Right? yeah. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> you drew your gun, and then they, were, then they, and then they drew, drew theirs. theirs or they had theirs drawn, so they just kind of yeah, like yeah, pointed yeah. at you harder. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. They'd have yeah. the initiative anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so Mercer, you're up. So knowing we want to try and take these guys alive, I pull out my sticky bomb, mm-hmm. and I lob it at them so that they get stuck in it. All right, roll an attack roll for me. I thought you for, said for your sticky throw. bomb. A sticky, <laughs> sticky bomb. bomb. Sticky. <laughs> they say, ew. Sticky. Ew. Um, you should have a throw attack bonus on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, 16. Yeah, that'll do it. So does that do it, actually? Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, that does it. So I throw it at the guy right in the middle. Yeah, so that will hit all of them, including John. Uh-huh. I don't know if there's another thing you have to do for oh, that. Um, yeah, I got it. So it'll untangle them for uh, seven rounds. Okay, yeah, they're they're very, very stuck. Oh, actually, including John, they're all very stuck. And the receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> they're all stuck in this gooey mess. And the goblins are goblins are gonna go and they're gonna fire even though they're stuck in this grossness and they're gonna try to shoot John. 
They don't have to. Uh, so they're they, still they free to act. Move, yeah. They just can't move. Yeah. Right. Well, all right. Yeah, they're just not going anywhere now. But they're right on top of John. <laughs> so they fire, and that's a da 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 a That's a twenty-two. Does that hit you, Johnny Boy? Is it kinetic or it's energy with their lasers? Okay, I have fourteen. Yeah, they definitely hit you then. Okay. So he deals three damage to you. So I only have eight. Yeah, to start with. Oh, good. So how much did they take away? They took two away from you. Wait, three. They took three. All right. So that's all they did. That's for first one. Did second one's gonna attack? I just have them all in one initiative thing. And that's a ten. That misses that time. I'm guessing. Yes, you have a fourteen EAC. Oh yes. Yeah. So he fires, and it just kind of wildly misses because you kind of like jerk your head out of the way after getting squarely hit with another one. And the other goblin's gonna try to break the break free of the binds. Joe, does that have um, any kind of DC I need to break out of? It doesn't. Say, it just says uh, entangle two d four. So maybe you might have to look that up in like the equipment thing. I'm just gonna give it a DC of like fourteen. It's like a level one weapon. No, he's still stuck. He's still very stuck. And that's all of their turns. Next up is Jinx. Well, all I have is weapons. So I think that's all I can do. Can I be specific and try and aim their aim at their hands? To Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would like to do that with my with my rifle. All right. So you move up to the door and you aim and fire. Let's see if that works. Yep. D twenty. Do I add anything to You that? add your uh, attack bonus to the gun. Yeah. Okay, so 16. Yep, that does it. So you hit him, and the gun does fly out of his hand. And he looks very, very shocked. And which one were you shooting at, anyway? The one holding the gun at Jacob? The one yeah, trying to... Yeah, the one that... So there's one that's... What are the three? Basically, there's one like that hit, that hit John with a laser. There's another one that missed. And then there's another one that's kind of like trying to unstuck its foot. From yeah, the, the one that was shooting the... Yeah, so that gun flies off his hand and he looks very surprised and he turns and sees you and is very shocked <laughs> next is on my head in like impressiveness <laughs> next is Bosk hmm. trying to follow in the captain's lead I'm going to shoot the other laser out of from the guy who missed nice yeah. so oh Ooh. still getting used to these weapons it seems <laughs> um, eight yeah, that doesn't do it. That one kind of oh. misses by a long shot. Oh, does it hit him at least? No, it hits no one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. And finally, John. John, who is away from the microphone. I am going to use my longsword to try and break out of the stickiness. Okay, I'll give you a little bonus on that. So. Which dice? Roll your d20, and we'll add... Maybe I think roll an athletics, and we'll see if you can break out with that. Twelve and seven. Yeah, that's that's gonna be more than enough. You you slice off the gooey ooey with your sword. Oh, good. Okay. And now you can move again, but that's the amount you can do this turn. Okay. And it's back to Mercer. Um. So now I aim for another one of the. Actually, I I, I yeah I take out my sword mm -hmm. and I try and knock one of the guns out of their hands with the sword. Nice. All right, go for it. Give me a roll to do 20, yo. 
Ooh. Um, 20. Oh, not, okay. not a nat 20, though. Oh, nice. But yeah. Normal. It just kind of flies out of his hand. Give me a damage roll as well. Oh, I know. 22. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, damage roll. Let's see. This thing gets a 1d6. Oh, no. It was 20. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, five. Yeah. Okay. So a five means he is. Yeah, he's barely alive. Well, I'm aiming for the the. Gun I know, though. but it's it still hurts. So him. it deals five damage to the gun. Not oh, to good him. point. Yeah. So his gun's broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's just broken. You just cut it in half. Yeah. Because it's basically a scrap gun. Yeah. Exactly. And he's very afraid. I think two of them are disarmed at this point, yeah. and the other one just kind of they all kind of like raise their hands just to surrender. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm the only one that can speak to him. Mm-hmm. Um, can I try and free the hostage with my sword? Yeah. Do I have to roll for that? Yeah. yeah. I think there's no pressure. Yeah, there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no pressure, pressure but I still want to see if you can okay. do it. <laughs> it's, I have to check athletics, right? Yep. Because <laughs> you accidentally hit her or something. Yeah, I know. I, I just want that so bad. <laughs> Classic Jacob. Uh, 11 and 7. Yeah, so you just, Yeah, you do it. You tear Wait, out. you're adding your athletics to your attack roll? No, he's just he's just cutting her out. No, he's at, he's adding 7 for athletics. Yeah, I told him yeah. roll oh. athletics. Okay. Yeah. Do you want... Why do you want this innocent person to die? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. She okay, says, she's free. She says, thanks, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to send you a medical bill for my other injuries when you fell on top of me, though. I'm sure the CUG will be happy to cover for it. Mm, she kind of makes that like purse slip, like mm, maybe. Can I go? What's your name? Emily. Emily, I believe we just saved your life. <laughs> oh, I know, and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm really, really grateful. But I gotta go away from all the goblins. Because, you know, you didn't kill them, and I don't know why you didn't kill them, and it's kind of weirding me out right See now. See you later, Emily. <laughs> Bye. And she kind of she scoots out of the room. Have a good day. <laughs> so the goblins kind of like eye each other back and forth. They're also very confused why you didn't just kill them. We are not your enemy. I'm speaking to them now. Yeah. We are not your enemy. I just want to talk. Talk. About what? What are you doing here? We are here for the central transmitter to display... Fidget's message of destruction of the universe. And where is Fidget now? Fidget's aboard the ship. May we speak to him? No. I'm trying. Well, can't you roll diplomacy or something? Yeah, I guess it rolls. No. What's your diplomacy, by the way? Um, we have to use well, hers because we she's the one talking. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. No! <laughs> Why not? Who's <laughs> busy? And you're a scary tall little. Well, perhaps we can work up some deal of some sort if we just are able to talk to your leader. Fidget is your leader, right? Yes. So we should be able to speak to them. Why don't you ask him if we should, if he wants to speak to us? Roll another diplomacy check. It's gonna be a little harder this time. Yeah. Or put something behind it. Be like, maybe he'll be mad if you, you know what I mean? Like, like you gotta convince, you gotta say something. Be like, maybe he'll. Be he's mad just saying, let me, but yeah. let me. Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta put something else. No. Uh, Tell him that we might believe. That's, well, that's, that's a nineteen. Yeah. That's a nineteen anyway. So he kind of looks at the other two. He sighs and he says, and he kind of 
transmits some code and you see a little icon that you've received a new number on your comm link. Hey, goddamn digits. Does that mean Vigilant is calling? No, you have, you have Vigilant's number. Oh. Um, do I have to give it to him Mercy? No, you can call. You have comm link. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so Vigilant speaks common though, right? Vigilant does speak common. Well, I know you don't know that. Well, we well, he was, I mean, he, he was, was telling that. Oh, right. He does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. He was telling that. Well, so we at least, we at least know he knows those words in common. Yeah. <laughs> He's reading yeah. off a cue card. He has no idea what the words mean. <laughs> he only knows how to say this sentence and this sentence after it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, he, he does speak common. He speaks okay. common. I conference but. call all our common links into the call. Yeah. Same humor, sir. So the phone rings. The phone rings, the phone rings, and you hear, Vigilant can't get to the phone right now. Please have a message after the build. Tell him that we might believe. Vigilant, we have some of your uh, employees here that are, <laughs> that are, um, they are unarmed now because we have unarmed them. They were trying to get into the central transmitter, transmitter um, which we just cannot have happen so perhaps if you'd like to talk to us we can work something out and and we'd, we'd <laughs> <laughs> cut out how much it has the model one cellular junk phone oh. he made it himself is really good at it well, well, clearly, he needs to make a better one. I mean, come on, this is inconvenient. We can well, excuse me, can we go now or something? No, you guys are fugitives. We have to arrest you. You were, fugitives. you were endangering, you were endangering everybody with your weapons and threatening an innocent person. The one that's stuck starts to cry. Oh. <laughs> He's still stuck. They're also stuck, right? <laughs> yeah, but the one that didn't, didn't shoot, never shot you guys starts to cry. <laughs> Why? Oh wait! You ask him. Why are you crying? <laughs> Don't tell him what to say. <laughs> we could say, "Hey, ask him why they're crying." Like his character. Hey, ask, him say why, hey ask him why he's crying. What's wrong, little guy? I'll just want to go back to the ship. Then take us there. Please take us there. We'll follow you. We'll take. We'll get you back to your ship safely. I have to say, this is going like way better than I thought it would. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there'd be a lot more bloodshed before this, but okay, all right. Um, he kind of dries his eyes and he looks at you, and then he says, "I think we should take them to Fidget. They don't seem like they're going to hurt us." Thank you. And what is your name? Daniel. Danny. Yes. <laughs> it's a very uh, earthly name. <laughs> I like the name Daniel, so I call him Daniel. You spell it with a Y or an I? I ooh. <laughs> that's when, that's the goblin part. I take of it. some of the tissues from the reception desk and I hand it to Danny. He eats them. <laughs> Comfort food. <laughs> and then Shall we take them to our ship then? Uh, I'm, are you asking me? Not to her. <laughs> no. We're taking, he's taking us to his ship. But we should fly them there in our ship, right? Or do they have a ship? What are we on? Do they have a ship? We'll have them a shuttle ship that brought us down to, you know, break into the facility and stuff. Yeah, we should take our ship. I don't trust it. We should take our ship. Yeah. Um, it's better that we have our own equipment. You do hear something come up. You do hear a call that says on all your phones um, or comms, Admiral Dagon. And he kind of, he says like, do you pick up? I'm sorry. Do you pick up? 
Yeah, he says, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know, don't use the starship to deal with this, please. If it gets damaged in any way, we're going to have to spend more time repairing it for the actual voyage. Please don't use it for this. It's like a waste of time. And you hear a gunshot and a... <laughs> the garbage will do. Admiral <laughs> Dagon, was that sound you or did you murder somebody? I just shot another goblin. There's another one. Why are there so many goblins? Are we under attack? Yes, we're under attack. We just know about these three ones. What the heck? Yeah, well, there are more. Oh, whoa. Then I believe this is a mission that we all need to be able to have our best equipment for. We need to at well, least you reach, should have it. We Let's need just... to at least reach Vigilate so we could tell him to back off his men and then everyone can be safe again. I, I just start walking with the goblins to their ship. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, little man. One of the one that was crying. Danny tries to hold your hand. <laughs> I let him hold my hand. <laughs> Is this emotion? <laughs> Is this feel? <laughs> I continue to follow Danny and Mercer. And we follow you. The other two kind of looks look kind of sad because no one asked their names. <laughs> They're coming with us, right? They are coming oh, with yeah. you. <laughs> well, they were dicks, so they named us. <laughs> yes. All right, so they take you outside, and you see that they're actually... They're, what? They're Dylan and Dylan. They're Dylan and Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so you see that once you're outside the facility, you're on a big floating skyscraper, essentially, and has like a courtyard area that's outside the outside of it and you see fidget fidget's really big junk cruiser and then you see all these little shuttles coming out of it and dropping off more goblins you see some ogres stumbling out of some of the ships as well kind of like clown card in there they kind of like adjust and stretch before like running into the building and then getting zapped by various turrets and stuff Whoa. so as so danny turns to you and he says as you can see, this is a full-on invasion. We're gonna get our message out to the world or the universe. Unless we change Vigilant's mind. What? 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 By getting him. They to can't get understand Jacob his... anyway, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about John. We can't Cowboys understand him, and you can't understand <laughs> Jacob. So Talia is the only one hearing any of this, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm translating everything. This is what I imagine. I'm translating everything that they're saying yeah. to us. Just be, select, just be selective. Just be selective. What you yeah. translate what we say? Yeah. No, I'm not translating what we say to him. Yeah, because they definitely can't understand you. Danny, yeah. At least um, Danny and Dylan and Delon can understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So are we on? Yeah, board? they take you to their small shuttle. You, especially you, Jinx. You have to like fetal position up even to fit in this ship. How tall are the goblins? They're like three they're, feet. Yeah, they're like oh, three God. feet tall. They're very small. It's just the, the shuttle is obviously kind of big enough to transport multiple goblins. You can't fly beside our shuttle? Uh, if I'm in space, She's only can. in the void of space, you yeah. can do that. We're not in space? No, you're in, you're on a, you're on a planet. We're in the atmosphere. You're in the like, uh, atmosphere planet of Reverus. Reverus? Yeah, that's Reverus. the name of the capital planet. Revira. Go on. <laughs> what is Rivera? What does that mean? No, I'm thinking of another. I'm thinking of Rivera, Pico Rivera. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they escort you onto their ship, and they are kind of nervous, and they 
take off and head up towards Vigilant ship. And you hear kind of their comm link on their ship start to ring and Danny picks it up and he says, Hello? And you hear, Why are you coming back? Do, do you have the links? Do you have, like, the transmitter? And, like, and Danny says, No. We'll have visitors. And then Vigil, Vigil says, What? And he's like, Who's that with you? And he's like, and he's like, no, nobody. And he hangs up. He hangs up. It's probably. Yeah, it'll be okay, Danny. Don't worry. You all of a sudden see through one of the windows the guns of Vigilant ship aim at this one. Oh. So, I think that's where we'll call it a cliffhanger for this episode. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're at like we're at fifty something minutes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, with the guns aimed at our shuttle, will our, will our beloved heroes be able to make it through? Only time and next episode will tell. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably find music for that. Well, yeah, we'll it, have some outro music. Is it all pointing at? Is it pointing at us or or at Danny? It's it's you're in the ship with Danny, so it's oh, like this like oh, turrets poisoning you guys. All right. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, our intro and outro was by the two Jakes. They're on Bandcamp. They never gave me a name for the song, so <laughs> they wanted to call it Connie Podler, which great name. I guess that's just what it's called. We should go with that. Yes. Yep. So that's what it's gonna be. It's Connie Podler. It's on Bandcamp as the rest of their Two Jakes album, which is pretty good EDM stuff, and it's all good fun. EDM. It's good. It's Joseph's favorite genre. I know. Joseph <laughs> loves it, and it's his favorite stuff. Yes. All right. The only three letters I like when it comes to music are C, C, and R. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That'll do it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Unnamed Show. (laughs) I hope we call it Fidget Spinners. (laughs) (laughs) No. God. Please. God, no. I'm very proud of that. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. End of episode one. Bye. (laughs)